We're losing! Teamwork, guys, more teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast, here's Arden Caleb. We're late. We're back, though. On Between the Stammers, it's November 8th, 2019. Put Art, a time stamp on it there. Art, you're a trooper. So are you, Caleb Kirby. No, you're you're more of a trooper. Art's in school right now, and he's still finding a way to get Between the Stammers done. He's driving from cam- campus all the way out in Colwood to Victoria. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a bit of a leg. He's working hard. He's surrounded by distractions. Yet... He finds a way to come in and do between the stammers because he cares about the Canucks that much. I care about you too, Caleb Kirby. Well, I appreciate that, Art. And you're the guy who is just good to go at a moment's notice, so you got to get some credit for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to go, and uh, let's do it. Let's talk some Knucks here, man. What did you think of the game tonight? Okay, so the Canucks are coming off a 4-1 loss to the Winnipeg Jets. Canucks have now lost three in a row. Morale Two in down. regulation. Yeah, two in regulation. Uh, after eight games in a row where the Canucks got points, they've now lost two in a row without points. Yeah. Uh, as for the Jets game this evening. Both on the road. Yeah, both on the road. I knew the Jets game tonight was going to be, this is tonight, we're doing this on a Thursday night, or Friday night, sorry. Uh, I knew TGIF, it was going to be tough. right, bud? Yeah, thank God. Uh, I knew it was going to be tough. Like, back-to-back games. It's too bad that they laid an egg in Chicago because this game was going to be tough no matter what. Even if they had won Chicago in Chicago uh, to come into Winnipeg again, a place that's notoriously tough to play, and to be on the road for two games in a row. And then, uh, yeah. So I I didn't expect them to win this game, but you knew that they needed to get points after losing to Chicago. So that sucks, right? As for this game, were they really in this game? They were. They were in this game until like early in the third period, and then everything kind of shifted there after the Kyle Connor goal. Well, yeah, and that wasn't early. I mean, that was towards kind of more like after 10 minutes of play. I think that was around the seven-minute mark. Was it? With yeah. seven, seven, six minutes left in the game. The The problem with that is, I mean, Bo had a wide-open net. He missed. He hit the side of the net. They get a face-off. Myers has a tough time with Connor Speed on the blue line. Connor kind of turnstiled him, to be honest, and then he was off the races and just Paul went top Chad on on Demko. I thought Demko had a pretty good game. I thought Markey had a really good game the night before. Canucks, like, they've just been failing to find the twine. They had a piss-poor start in Chicago. I don't think there's – I thought their start tonight was pretty good. Um, I thought the overall effort was good. Seeing Tanev go down in both games was kind of scary, but, I mean, he didn't come back last night, but he was able to leg it back in the game tonight. I don't know, man. It just it just feels like we're missing something. Yeah, I, I said to you during the game tonight that this felt like a game where we could have used a guy like Michael Furland, mm. right? Because the Canucks were getting pretty beat up on the boards. Again, they were keen the top line of uh, PD Miller and Besser. Miller was able to to put one in tonight, but uh, I was going to say Jarwin, but I know that that's starting to bug you. Um, <laughs> we should have a poll question on where are you on Jar? Well, I mean, you can say Jar, you can say Bag, you know, pot. I, yeah, Pot. <laughs> you can say whatever; it's fine. Um, I was just giving you a hard time. I I know that art, but 
the bottom line is some guys on this team who they've been looking for offense as of late haven't really been able to get the job done. Unfortunately, Horvat's one of those guys right now. Um, and then another guy that's jumped out to me who's been ha- who's had a lot of chances has been uh, Tanner Pearson, but he hasn't been able to convert any of them. I thought, you know, basically in, in all these three losses, we're talking the loss to St. Louis, the loss to Chicago, and then the loss tonight. I thought Jake Furtanen has been outstanding in all of these games. He had another really good chance tonight to put one home. Um, I thought Levo's been pretty good in all of them as well. Levo, especially in St. Louis, he was yeah. probably the best player for the Canucks. I agree. Um, but the bottom line is is they're not scoring, but they're not getting the same looks and chances that they had earlier when the power play was clicking. It didn't help that they only got a couple of power plays against Yeah, they, I think they only got two tonight. Last night, I thought the refing was bad. Like, I'll straight up say that in the uh, Chicago game. Canucks got, like, six penalties against, three against JT Miller. Again, like, a penalty late in the game when the Canucks were finally pushing with Kelvin DeHaan getting, uh, drawing a high stick on Miller. He snapped his head back, like, as if he was about to die. Right, he had his hand kind of on Miller's stick there. Miller gets called again, and then tonight, I just like, I, I would have liked to have seen the Canucks maybe try and generate a little bit more in the ozone. I want to, but I, I think we need to give it a little. Is what it is, yeah, we need to give some credit to Connor Hellebuck though. Like he was very Hellebuck solid. played well, yeah, yeah, and for I, sure. And, and same with uh, Bingington, like he was really Benning, good. Well, Bennington really was. One of the main reasons why St. Louis won that game. That and then obviously the the debacle there where Myers ended up going into Miller and then it was a three on oh. nothing. And then Markson was hung out to dry. And you could tell Marky was pissed. I mean, that was a you know, two hundred and fifty dollar stick up against the the post, shattered in two point two flat. Marky, man, like for two straight losses for him, like it's gotta it's gotta piss you off a little bit. But at the same time, like, I don't think either of those were his fault. Like, he played well in both of those games. I thought Thatcher was really strong tonight. I don't know, man. The underlying numbers say the Canucks are playing really well. Like, they, they, are they should really be. Well. Uh, I, I, minus the egg in Chicago. Well, the, the first period, it was the first period. And then, the, like, what it was was they didn't, I think they underestimated the Hawks. They came out on the road, they kind of underestimated the Hawks. And then the Hawks, like, Debrinkat's goal was nice. He was, like, on his knees, basically, when he shelved it, that first goal. Canucks have been playing from behind a lot. And, you know, like, they're a good team, but they're probably not good enough to just spot the other team a lead in every game they're fucking playing in. And you can't. Right? And the biggest thing when you're playing against a team like Chicago, you just can't put them on the power to play. Because yeah. cause Patrick Kane is, like, he's he's that good. He can change a game. He just needs one opportunity. Well, I mean, at one point in that game after the first period, they were outshot 15-3. to We're talking about the Blackhawks game last night. They were outshot 15-3 to in the first period. And then they come out and they play the second. And then they start playing uh, hockey where they're trading chances with the other team, just going punch for punch. And it's just like, you got to play some defense. you got to tighten up your neutral zone a little bit and let your offense come from your D on how your ability is to 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 jam up that zone. And I, I didn't think they were good enough there. Again, tonight, like in their own end, I thought they were a little laissez-faire with the one-handed stick checks, you know, especially against a team like Winnipeg that is physical. Like, you got to answer with that physicality. And I, I think that's where where we missed uh, Furlan tonight. They needed a spark. Yeah. They got a little bullied there. They, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, and again, last night, like, 
your fourth line is on the ice for when you give up the first goal in the game, right? That's that's Beagle, Schaller, and Louie. You can't like that line can't be given up the first goal in the game. They just can't. Yeah, and, and it just seems like there's a couple things that have haven't been as good in the last few games that need to be tidied up again. I'd say the penalty kill needs to be addressed a little bit, tidied up. And and I thought Berchi's return to the lineup was overdue after um, the last two games. I thought Berchi should have been in there there sooner. I thought his game tonight was decent. He and and he's a smart player. Like he he's not a big four checker, but he's the guy who supports the wall when the other team's trying to clear it, and then he tries to produce his offense off of that. I I thought he was decent tonight, but like, fuck, like the, the Canucks team that has been impressing everybody is the team that pounces on everybody else. Mm-hmm. And if you're not coming out of the gate hot enough, granted, it is a back to back, two game road trip. You come out out to the East after a high of of playing probably your best game of the season and not winning against St. Louis, right? Yeah, against yeah. St. Louis, that was a doozy of a game, man. Yeah, it doozy. was. It was, and I, like these guys are going to be tired. It's just a matter of fact. Like this eighty-two game schedule is grueling, and this is the first adversity they've really had this year, kind of at this point. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I've been, I, ra- I've been rambling for like the last ten minutes. No, it's been a good ramble. I think, and I've been telling everybody this, and they. They're like, are the Canucks for real? Like, can they can, can they sustain this? And I've been saying all along that yes. And the reason I say yes is because of what I see on the ice. I think they're bigger, faster, stronger, more skilled. Uh, we can't account for injuries at this point. We don't know what's going to happen in the future with He's... injuries. But watch the games. They, they're dominating teams yeah, out there. They yeah. are. They are. And that, that didn't happen in... The last two games, they well, didn't. They deserve. They in deserve Chicago, to lose the last in Chicago, games. they deserve the L because they didn't show up. They're not yeah. good enough to take a period off. Mm-hmm. Some teams have that luxury. I'd say the Washington Capitals have that luxury. Yeah, they're good enough. Yeah, I don't think the Canucks are quite there yet. Yeah, right. Like so, you, so, go, you got to come out of the gate a little hotter than they have been. Yeah, and that's a young team, so maybe they just like yeah they 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 underestimated the Hawks a little bit there, and then you go into a place like Winnipeg where it's very hard to win and you're on the end a back end of a back-to-back uh and it's maybe, fucking winnipeg it's winnipeg it's not that exciting to you be know, in winnipeg. daylight savings <laughs> rolls in the sun goes down at whatever o'clock like 1 p.m and then you're in this fucking crap hole of winnipeg where there's nothing to do and then you know you got to go out and play the jets in a rocking barn they didn't get it, really they got the one power play in the first period, I think that they didn't really get anything else until later mm-hmm. in the third period when it was a 3-1 game. Then they got a power play, and uh, nothing came of that. I, I, uh, d- Okay, do you think that Chicago and Winnipeg, do, do you think they've, like, I don't want to say solved the Canucks, but do you think they, like, solved the, like, like there's a weakness in the Canucks game? That I, th- they, that I, well, they I think the exploited? physicality in the last two games is something that they've definitely exploited on that top line. Chicago played the Miller PD Besser line, the lotto line, really well. Like everybody went after PD, tried to get in his head, pushed him around a lot. I still I was actually kind of surprised that there wasn't more penalties. I thought they the like even tonight, like Winnipeg should have had a couple called again against them for how they treated PD. Yeah. Right? Um but He's got. He knows it though. He knows they're coming well, after yeah, him. Well, yeah, he knows they're coming after him, but like he can't let it affect his game. Yeah. 
And, and like, still, that line, man, like, there was a point at the end of that first period tonight where that line was absolutely dominant, and they probably would have scored one. Like, they, they had zone possession for, you know, like a minute and a half, and then this pass, I think it was a pass from Besser out to Tanev, and Tanev just missed it and came out of the zone. Um, I, I, like, I, I feel like the wheels kind of fell off momentum-wise after that happened going into the second period because that was late in the first. But, yeah, like, these these teams are going to go after these guys physically, and that's where guys like, you know, your Schallers, your Vertanens, your Beagles, your Furland, definitely when he's in the lineup. Roussel, whenever he gets back, he's going to make a difference. Like, these guys need to be physical and upfront against these other teams and say, hey, you can't push these guys around as much as you are. Yeah. They're getting away with it. Like, you look at that Lowry uh, cop line tonight – like those guys were going after everybody, and it, and it feel it felt like tonight that the Canucks were definitely like the more tentative, softer team, which hasn't been the case this year. No, really. it, it, since the like the first since pretty much after the first two games of the season, yeah. they have taken it to every single team. Yeah, and and to be fair, I mean this is a back to back at oh. the end of a road trip, right? Yeah. So like, if they they are going to be tired and they are going to be a little battle worn. At, at this point tonight, but yeah. uh, I think it's just another lesson to learn. I, yeah, I and Winnipeg, like they have a lot of really skilled players on their team, and like they're they're also like they haven't had the greatest start to the year, so I think maybe they're a little more desperate than the Canucks at this point too. But I mean, that's just that's just conjecture at this point. Now moving forward, I mean, Canucks are going to have a pretty decent homestand here against some good teams. Like they're going to be playing Dallas, Colorado, Nashville. Um but, they but, but, need they need to win these games. Yeah. Like they need to bounce back. Like this this will show us how much resolve this team has moving forward here. The rest of the the month for this team, I think is probably going to be its most definitive stretch of the season to to really tell if this team is legit or not. Um, a to one being deep enough, like now that we've seen a couple injuries, two if they can overcome that type of adversity, and and then three obviously, um, just if they can maintain their composure against some pretty pretty good clubs, um, not only at home but on the road to close out the rest of this month. You know, I think they have two games against Nashville, two games against Dallas. They got a game against Colorado. Like, none of these teams are going to be an easy walk in the park for them. Man, Colorado beat Nashville 9-4 last night on on Thursday night. I I think the Canucks are – I think they got to just keep doing what they're doing, though. Minus the last couple of games here, but – like, they're, 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 they know what they need to do as a team. I think I really do believe that. Uh, I think the first line is great. I think it is. Like, even yeah. even when PD's getting bullied around here, like, they, like, and I think all the uh, the numbers will suggest it. Like, they have the puck a lot when that first line is out there. Uh, JT Miller is playing as good as almost anyone in the NHL right now. He is. I, absolutely. And he adds a completely different dynamic to that pairing that we haven't seen before. Yeah. And that is like net front presence, ability to go in there and grind. He's an absolute beast on the wall. He gives so and much space. Yeah. To the other and guys. he's so good at establishing the zone for those other guys to, to get free space. Like when he has the puck, people have to go after him. 
and then Besser and Petey are able to get open, right? Man, and that's, he was so th- that's a huge good. factor to to how that line operates. He was so good in the game against St. Louis, so good. Oh, I mean, he's he's he was good against Chicago, yeah. minus a couple of the penalties, but I didn't think he deserved all of them. Yeah. And then even tonight, he you could argue that he was probably their best player again tonight. So. I, you know, what? I got no issues with how JT Miller's been playing. I have no issues with the trade or anything like that. And I think they're going to continue to roll where I am. I don't like Alex Edler right now. I think he's had two pretty crappy games. I'll say that. I, I think the defense as a whole has struggled a little bit. Even Quinn, like Quinn, not necessarily on the offensive side, but de- defensively in his own yeah. own end, he's struggled a little bit lately. But I mean, again, like this is a guy who's, it's his rookie year. He's coming into the league. Like yeah. he's a, I like this is his first kick at the can on all these road trips. He's still getting an under, understanding of how that works. And don't forget, man, like travel out of the West Coast, like for the Canucks, like their travel is some of the roughest travel in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's all right. I think the secondary scoring is going to continue to come. It's just I feel like guys like Pearson, Pearson especially, I think he's played a really good string of games. And he hasn't been able to jar one, pot one, bag one, whatever you want to call it, Art. Just say it. Just say it. And, Go with uh, it. <laughs> and, uh, like, Horvat to me, again, is, is another guy who's been playing well enough to continually be rewarded. It's just at even strength, the, the, he hasn't. Canucks now 9-5-3 and three on the season. Uh, still very Doesn't look good. as nice as 9-3-3, three and three, does it? Absolutely. Uh, they've been great at home, though, 4-0-2 in six yeah. games at home. So they haven't lost in regulation time at home. So got to take care of business at home. you got some pretty tough games coming here, as uh, Caleb so eloquently put it there. Uh, games against Colorado. Um, I'm just getting the schedule out now here. Uh, New Jersey, Nashville, Dallas. Yeah. So four games in a row at home here. So Yeah, and then they got their hardest roadie of the season, right? Yeah. And they're playing a lot of those same teams. They're playing Nashville again. They're playing Dallas again. They play Edmonton, right? Like Yeah, so I asked Washington. You, yeah, I asked I you of these last three games, all three losses here, is, is there stuff in there that concerns you enough to make you think maybe this whole first quarter of the season has been – not hasn't been a quarter of the season yet, but this first – portion of the season has been a an illusion an illusion um i thought i actually thought john garrett made a really good point tonight on the broadcast when he was talking about goal differential you know canucks are still up there in the league as far as their goal differential is concerned and i think that's a really telling stat when you're you know putting pucks in the net as well as they are and defending their own end and they're in the pluses like how many people how many teams in the league do you see make the playoffs in a minus goal differential when the playoffs come maybe one yeah and it's like it's like maybe like minus one minus two like just over that 500 mark Canucks are in double digits for goal differential already this season. I think San Jose last year did not have a great goal differential. I know, I know, made it. I know Carolina was, yeah. was okay as well. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think it is a pretty telling stat in the league. Like, I mean, you can get into the advanced Corsi Fenwick. I know that the 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 top line for the Canucks is doing really well in some of those advanced stats. They are also, yeah. Um, so oh, no, I, you're not worried by. I'm not. I, no, I'm not overly concerned about it. I I think they'll be okay. 
You should see this groan and look on Kirby's oh, face. Just, I didn't, like, I just, these games were, they just felt, like, even though they lost, what was it, 5-2 last night? That wasn't a 5-2 game. No. That was one fucking call from being a different game, yeah. right? Tonight, like, it's it's just Horvat hitting the side of the net. Like, that was completely the turning point in this game versus Connor on the next, like, on the faceoff, blowing by Myers, Myers and, and getting one in. Mm-hmm. Myers, like, by the way, playing against his old team. These decided by a hair, you know? I thought he was pretty good tonight, actually, Myers, playing against his old team. He did have that, obviously, on the... Fuck, he took a line A shot right to the inside of the foot. And he was great for the rest oh, of the game. Yeah, like, that looked so painful. Tanev's kind of concerning me. Hey, two straight games where he's gone down. There's a lot of Canucks fans out there that are like, oh, man, is this guy going to make it? Is uh, actually, Between the Stammers got a uh, a tweet about Chris Tanev. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'll read it out here in a second if the internet ever works. Um, but he was the, uh, the, the feedback we got was whether Tanev could last for this whole season, and that's probably one of the big reasons why this person thinks that the Canucks cannot continue this run. Cannot sustain that, it? Yeah. Can't, can't sustain it. But, I mean, like, really, is Tanev in that position that he was last year where he was, like, your one-two guy? I think he's a little more insulated now that there's more depth on the back end. You know, if Tanev does go out, there's a guy like Stetcher who can step up and munch those minutes, and then a guy like Fantenberg drops, draws into the, uh, the third pair. Mm-hmm. Right, you get like your stature Hughes, your my. It's so funny, hey, like Myers Edler, these two towers, stature Hughes, who are like kind of small, smaller guys, but pretty good defensively. Stetcher's in a position right now on the team where I think he's probably a little overly comfortable. He's a better player than the position he's in on this team right now. He can step up and work a little bit harder, and then you can put Fantenberg in there with Ben. Right, like that's that's still a decent pairing back there i wouldn't want to lose tanner for an extended period of time obviously so i think this was a response to uh the last podcast that we put out and this comes from at sports faucet caleb already put the knucks in the stanley cup final against boston on halloween your optimism is great but we still got the part of the season where tanev and edler are injured for 40 games each and he put a picture of uh, a walking boot in a Canuck rink logo. And then he tweeted 23 hours ago at us, and Tanev is hurt. And then he came back tonight. But he came back tonight, and Sports Fawcett. And then he got hit again. But then he came back again. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, well, like, I mean, he's got he's got that extra padding there that, uh, that everybody was talking about at the beginning of the season. He's got those custom shin pads. I don't know what those are made out of. Maybe they're made out of vibranium or something, the same as Captain America's shield. Who knows? Um, But, like, he seemed to have, so far, he seemed to have weathered some of these storms that a lot of Canucks have been concerned about. Cross your fingers, it continues to last. I don't know, man. Like, I I think this team is deep enough. I think think they're deep enough to sustain some of these injuries, man. And I know, of course, there's this feeling out there that the one thing goes wrong for the Canucks and all the wheels fall off because that's just the way it's been going the last five. That's what happens when you don't make the playoffs for five years. 
That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's just and but this team is this team is the deepest team that the Canucks have had in five years, over five years, uh, and I think it's time to give Jim Benning some credit for that. It really is. Like he got Levo, he got Pearson for nothing. Uh, he drafted Demko. Like well, they're they're starting. Yeah. There's their their goaltending is fantastic. Their goaltending is fantastic. Yeah, they got yeah. you know he drafted Elias Pettersson. He drafted Brock Besser. He drafted Quinn Hughes. Those are three drafts. Jake Vertanen is starting to look pretty fucking good right now too, man. That guy's on a heater. Yeah, and he's the, looked great. He's and, already got five on the year. And J, JT Miller, people, and I was one of the guys that that really was up Benning's ass for trading a first round pick for JT Miller. I was. I was like, I don't like giving up first round picks. Yeah, uh, but. This guy's been everything as advertised. Like, I'll, I'll gladly trade a first-round pick for a guy that can play in the NHL like this. First-line player in the NHL, playing like he is. Yeah. So at some point, we're not bending bros by saying this. Oh, I hate you, that term. You have to give him some credit for what he's put together here. This team is bigger, faster, stronger, more skilled. It's it's. They're out there dominating, outshooting teams. They didn't outshoot the Jets tonight. No. That's rare. But they they outshoot they outshot the Blues. They out they outshot Chicago. Yeah. Like they they've outshot just about every team they've played in the last I don't know ten games or so. Right. So like this team is better than they were last year. They're deeper on defense. Like there's there's they're every pairing out there. They don't have uh, an idiot back there like Benoit. Or Pouliot, sorry, <laughs> Benoit. Yeah. They don't have Derek, Derek Pouliot. Derek yeah, Pouliot. they don't have Derek. Why do I think Benoit? <laughs> they don't have Derek Pouliot back there. They don't have Eric Branson back there anymore. They don't got loose ends on the back end. Philip Holm. Yeah, they don't yeah. have these plugs back. They don't there. have Magna. They don't have yeah, Chapu. Exactly. They don't have all these guys that like we've just lamented seeing for years and years and years. They still have Louis Erickson. They do still have Louis Erickson. Um, and yes, yeah. that is a terrible black stain. On Benning's resume. And there are other stains on his resume, too. But you know what? How many GMs out there make stupid mistakes? There's lots of them. And you can't be perfect with everything. Uh, he got Edler on a good contract. He got Myers yeah. on a good contract, yeah. even. You know, like, these are things that you... It's it's fact. It's not it's not opinion-based at this point, I don't yeah. think. No, when you I'm, look at the numbers. I'm with you, man. But, like, I, again, like, the, the next two weeks are going to tell us so much about this team. Like I think they're the two biggest weeks of the season. And but I I really I, do. Yeah, and I, but I and I I'm sticking with what I said at the beginning of this year. Mr. Fence, I was like this team is going to be very close to making the playoffs. Very close. <laughs> if they lose out by a point or two, it doesn't mean it's a bad season. It doesn't. They're going to be They're very going close. in the I I think they're going to make it. Yeah, and that's fair. Stick with yeah. what you said. And I'm, but like, I understand this is a young team still. Their best players are the young players. They're not going to be 100% every night. But I'll tell you, JT Miller, he's something I didn't expect. And he continues to impress game in and game out. This guy's getting all the minutes and he's deserving it. Yeah, I agree. And Quinn Hughes, yes, he struggles a little bit in his own end. But man, every time that kid touches the puck, it's just a, they're, they're a different team out there. And this is a different team. Their team is way better than last year. And anybody who doesn't see that is blind. They're absolutely blind. Ah, I just, I, I'd love to see Bo and Pearson get going. And they're going to, There are right two there. guys that I just, like, are kind of just hurting right now. I don't know what it is. 
I think Pier like I just like Pearson's had so many fucking chances. He just can't get one in the net. And then Bo, like that one tonight, like they I just think those guys need a little bit more confidence. And maybe it comes at home. Maybe it comes getting back, having a bit of a reset, and then and then starting this homestand. Usually on nights like this, where in second door secondary scoring doesn't show up. It's it's on the first line. It's on the first line to well, step fuck, up. Well, fuck, Jakey score, had a nice right? breakaway tonight too. Like nobody's talking about Vertanen's breakaway tonight, where he got stuffed. I mean, the thing about that was it's just like, man, make a move. He just went in, shot it right at him, and he had time. I don't think he thought as much. I don't think he thought he had as much time as he had when he when he got that steal. Like he could have he could have put something else out there. Is he squeezing the stick a little bit? I don't, I don't think Vertanen's squeezing the stick. I think Vertanen's on fire right now. Yeah. This is like, remember the, well, then why do you, you got to give season? Hellebuck some credit. You do have to give no, the other team 100%. credit. No, 100%. Yeah, and, I, I, and I'm, a full, I'm all for that. You know, when, a Canuck, when, when there's a loss, when my team loses, watching the game, I'm not just going to go out there and be like, you know, there's two teams on the ice, man. Yeah. There is. And I don't want to put blame. And you know what? There's certain buildings that teams just have a hard time in. I think the Canucks have a hard time in MTS. The Canucks have a hard time in Prudential for some reason against the Devils. There's a couple buildings that where they just go into and they shit the bed. Mm-hmm. And all all teams have this. Like Calgary, they ha- can't fucking win in Anaheim. They have a hardest time winning over there. Yeah, well, they went a few. They went like what five seasons yeah, without like, winning in that yeah, And then you look at football, like the Indianapolis Colts, like they can't win at Heinz Field. They can't win in Pittsburgh. There's just certain places where teams just fucking don't get it done. Yeah, even the Patriots always right? lose when they go down to Miami. The, it, it, every team it's has weird. it. Yeah, yeah. Every team every, has it. But every place. team has it, and it, it's a psychological thing. But, uh, I mean, like how many excuses have we made for the Canucks not winning tonight? I didn't think they played a bad game at all. I thought last night, though, that game could have been a lot better, especially well, in that first period. I'm going to disagree and, and, with and, you and, on. And the reason why I think that okay. was just because I thought they underestimated a Blackhawks team that was fucking, like, very, very hungry. To get a win. They only had four wins before last night. Like, they needed to do something. Corey Crawford, like, he hasn't been playing well all season. And then, of course, it's the Canucks. Like, these old vets on the Blackhawks, they get up for those games, right? They still have that hate. It doesn't matter who's behind the crest. They hate the crest. Yeah. Right? Uh, But this is the first – like, I didn't watch a lot of the Chicago game, so I can't really uh, talk too much to it, but – I this is the first game that I've seen since the first two games of the season. Cal, actually, you know what? Since that Calgary game, really, where I was like, and maybe the maybe the New Jersey game because the New Jersey game was stupid. Fuck, I hated that game. Right, the one nothing game. No, it was just I, that game. Like it was just sloppy on yeah, both sides. Yeah, but, but this, it was an early game too. Right. Yeah. This, but this was like the first game where I was like, wow, I don't. I think the Canucks are really behind the play. This is this is one of the first games I really felt that. What Winnipeg tonight? Yeah, yeah. I thought they were really good in the first. I thought by the third, like after the the, the Kyle Connor goal happened, I, I you and I both said as soon as that goal happened, we're like this game's over. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's just sometimes like sometimes you just get that sense, right? And sometimes it even happens in the first period. A team like the Canucks can throw a million fucking pucks on net in the first period of the game, and you're like they get chance after chance after chance. 
And then the other team scores a chincer somehow, and you just know, like, you're like, we're not going to score this game, and the other team is going to continue because that's the kind of night it is. Yeah. Right? And I thought that was the way the night was going to go against St. Louis, right? Yeah. The Canucks were dominating that game, and they yeah. couldn't beat ben- Bingington. And I was like, then it was one nothing for St. Louis, and and then Quinn Hughes plays hero at the end of the game, right? Well, they just couldn't get that magic tonight on the road in Winnipeg. Bennington's a fucking gee, by the way. You hear those comments he said about like how he deserved the Calder over Petey and it, like really? stung and like, really? oh yeah, like he's just really yeah, really yeah. The guy, know, like, the guy who started less than thirty games. There's, thought- there's. Well, I mean, he did take him to the Stanley Cup, but there is, like... But that's not what the award's for. There's confidence, and then I think sometimes there's, like, arrogance, right? And I think that statement that Bennington said is more on the side of arrogant than confident. And it's good to have a confident goaltender. You want a confident goaltender. But, like, to to say that Petey's year last year wasn't deserved and you deserved more... First of all, like, how old is he? He's 25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Petey came into the league as a young buck. Lit it up. That's something like, and, and like, he's a superstar in this league already. Mm-hmm. I like it. it I kind of like it. it. Well, what? You like what Bennington said? or No, no, I just like the, the optics of it. Like, oh, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like Bingington or anything. Or I just think it's ridiculous. I don't, like, agree with what he said or anything, but I, I, I think the NHL needs more stuff like that. Because so, quite often, you know, it'd be like, oh, he was great. He was fine. Played the sportsman here. But let's have, like, here's, like, the opposing view straight from the mouth of Bingington. I just hope Petey just lights them the fuck up next time they play. It's interesting, like, t- these two goalies that's, that like to uh, lip up the Canucks. One of them is Matt Murray. Yeah. They're in <laughs> Pittsburgh. and now here's, runs his show. And here's Jordan Bingington, which is interesting because ca- Petey kind of owns him, right? He does. Yeah. For the most part, anyway. Uh, that's... That's interesting. I didn't hear those comments. Yeah, well, it just it just kind of cheesed me off a well, bit. Well, boo fucking who, Bennington. Maybe if you had played a few more games. You won the cup. What do you have to complain about, right? Oh, maybe he's upset that that uh, Ryan O'Reilly won the uh, Conn Smythe trophy over him too, uh, right? Well, probably. I, I maybe <laughs> kind of got a point on that one. Maybe. I, I thought O'Reilly was fantastic, though, in that in that uh, Stanley Cup slot. So, so did Sean Avery, by the way. If you <laughs> oh, yeah, he was hot and horny for him. I think Sean Avery wants to have Ryan O'Reilly's babies. Yeah. He actually does, 100%. Feel that way. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, again, sorry the uh, Between the Stammers podcast is a couple of days late. I did get a few text messages from people saying... Where's the uh, where's the stammers, man? What's up with you guys? You know what though, Art? Like the one of the things about this week too is, is is like, yeah, you're busy and you're a mogul and you're doing all these wonderful things outside of hanging out with me in a dark room talking into a microphone. Therapeutic. Um, Therapeutic. But like, I think this was probably the best time this week to do this because of the Canucks schedule. True, true. Right? We didn't. Now they got a bit of a break. Imagine if we would have just came in this week and talked about the St. Louis game. We would have missed Chicago and 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 the rest of this two game right. roadie, what, what which is kind of fucking about? weird. But yeah. like, yeah, what would we have? To, we would have just talked about the Blues game. That's it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we we got a little bit more insight now. Yeah, That's on how point. this turned out. It's just it's just shitty that they're they dropped these two without points. Uh, next, game. I know Green wasn't happy about the Chicago effort. Like you could yeah. tell last night he was, he was mad. He was mad. 
Like he was upset with like how he he was close to calling out some of the players on his team. Mm. Whereas tonight, I don't think he'll be as upset about the effort. Like yeah. I thought the effort was was pretty good tonight. Yeah, he was mixing lines against Chicago too, right? So well, he's trying to get guys going, and I think a big part of that is is trying to get a guy like Pearson going. Yeah. So next game Sunday, November the tenth, one o'clock game. A 1 o'clock game against the Devils. I kind of like these on the weekends. Uh, I, I wonder why. Is there like a concert or something on at Rogers Arena during the evening? Why is it a 1 o'clock game on a Sunday? It's cool, though. Yeah, I got no problem with that. It's Are a you... ho- holiday the next day, Remembrance Day, right? I, think they yeah, don't wanna, can... I don't think they necessarily want to go too late is on a Sunday the... night before a, a day like, holiday. A day like Remembrance Day, though. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So, and then uh, after that, they have a game on Tuesday against Nashville, and then Thursday against Dallas. Uh, we'll probably be back for between the Stammers, hopefully before that Dallas game, but we'll see. We'll see with uh, schedules being a little up in the air these days. Uh, Caleb Kirby, was there anything else you wanted to add here? No, I think we're good, Art. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I think I had my little uh, little rant there. Uh, are you excited to talk about our new feature? Yeah, we're going to have a new feature starting next week. Uh, should we make keep it a surprise? Well, yeah, let's just tease it. We're going to have okay. a fun little feature. It's going to involve all our listeners. Get excited for it because uh, it's going to shake this this program <laughs> up a little bit. And also, I owe everybody five shotgun jakes. Oh, yeah, you do. I've, I've been meaning to ask so you about that. Our, yeah, you- well, you know, the hardest thing about it this year is I haven't been able to watch Canucks games from the – no. comfy confines of my own home so it's like i'm out at a out at bars watching games and it sucks because now i live in the boondoggles where i can't even get like a decent cable shot of this stuff it's not i mean i i like where i live in the summertime but right now it's it's been a bit, little bit tough yeah caleb uh, has to come into town like it's an event oh, every single canucks game is an event for him now. it's like i'll do it because i love this team so much but like fuck um <laughs> The shotgun jakes, like, I, I might just have to rapid fire maybe five off in a row or something Well, it's like either that. that or you could just do a shot. Or is that nah, not you got to do it. You got to do it properly. So yeah. I'll I'll try and make a, a fun video for that sort of thing if, yeah. if, if that works out. Yeah, that's tough, man. Uh, but, you know, we'll get around it. We'll get around it. You'll get your shotgun jakes. And I, I wanted to ask you about the shotgun jake, though. Like what if it's a you know like a five two or like a, a like a a game where the Canucks are trailing harsh and it's just like a garbage time goal? Are you still doing the shotgun? Well, he got a garbage time goal against Chicago, but yeah. like it wasn't for lack of him going to the net. He went to the net and he got that goal. He got a JT Miller like goal. Would you be be but so as enthusiastic to do a shotgun if it's a garbage time goal it's something i haven't asked yeah well i mean it's jakey jarring one and maybe that's maybe that's a credit to jake rutan he doesn't jar a lot of uh garbage time goals he 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 puts them in (laughs) fuck he man he's been on like one of the best streaks of play (laughs) scott emerson He's been one in in one of the best like playing streaks I've seen him as a, as a Canuck so far. It's been great. Well, you know what, Caleb Kirby's uh, roommate just yeah, walked in. My roommate just walked in. Well, hello everyone. Sorry, just uh, walking um, the other roommate. Yeah, well, he's walking Our the other hammer. roommate's dog. <laughs> Spike Seltzers, grapefruit Spike Seltzy. Brought to you by. Yeah, uh, Scott Emerson 
big fan of the show. Oh, I don't know. Ultra fan of the show. Yeah, I don't know if there's an episode he's missed. Is there? It's behind the stammers, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's behind the stammers. <laughs> you guys do a great job. Oh, yeah, thanks, thanks Scott. Yeah. That means a lot coming from you. <laughs> uh, Caleb Kirby, where can we find you? At Curbman23 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Art Aronson on all social media platforms. All You can also email um, between the stammers at gmail.com. Also, you can tweet us. Yeah, uh, at between the S. Yeah, I feel like we've gotten some good traction there. Actually. Yeah, appreciate it. Keep it coming. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah.